Welcome to Your Best Riding Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Riders Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I'm so very glad that you're listening in today. Today we're going to be looking at how to repurpose written content for social media. My industry expert is Misty Phillip. Misty is a dreamer and a doer, passionate about helping to spark your soul message. She encourages people to use their story to give God glory. The founder of Spark Media, Misty equips Christian communicators and podcasters through virtual and live events, podcast network, magazine, and a thriving membership community. She is the host of the By His Grace podcast, ranked in the top 1.5% of all podcasts available. Misty is a sought-after inspirational speaker and the author of the award-winning number one Amazon new release Bible study, The Struggle is Real, But So is God, and The Spark Podcast Planner. Misty Phillip, it is a pleasure to have you back on Your Best Writing Life. Linda, it is always a pleasure when I get to spend time with you, my friend. Hey, girl, we're going to have a good time today. A lot of wonderful content that you're going to bring the audience. They're going to love it. So before we go there, I just want to take a moment to kind of journey into the life of our expert, if you would. And Misty, I, I want to kind of peek around the curtain a little bit. Is there something that you would be willing to share with our audience that maybe we wouldn't find on your bio? Yeah, absolutely. I um, left my job at Enron. Back in the day, God called me to walk away from a very lucrative career to come home and raise my boys and homeschool them. And little did I know that that would include having a special needs son. And I just want to encourage anybody who is in a season of motherhood that is trying to write and is raising kids, understand that You are the only one that can be a wife and to be a mom, but none of those years um, are are those hidden years, I call them. None of those hidden years are wasted. God uses all of it. So when I was homeschooling my boys, God was teaching me lessons that then now I'm learning uh, or I'm using in, in my business and through writing and speaking. Amen. And I love what you said. There's none of that wasted. Every bit of it. I'm a firm believer in that, Misty, that when God calls us to parent, when he calls us to be in a marital relationship, he's not going to call us away from that to focus on something else. He's going to show us favor as we choose to focus on the position, the placement, the relationships that he has brought into our life first. And then from there, we will be able to accomplish what he has designed for us. So thank you so much for that. That's a a good word. Yeah, thank you. Good word. All right. Well, let's look into this for today. We are going to go into the content of how to repurpose written content. But first, let's talk about content creation. 
Where do you want us to begin? Yeah, I think that we should always begin in prayer like we did before this podcast episode. Whatever you create, you need to always have your audience in mind. You need to know your audience and you need to serve your audience. And no one knows your audience better than the Lord. And so I consider this space that I'm speaking between the microphone and the world because podcasts go all over the world. This is sacred space. And so whenever, and and so it is with, with our writing too, when people read it either on a screen or they're holding a book in their hand, we need the wisdom and clarity of the Lord to know what kind of content that we need to be creating and what the people that will engage with that content, what they need to hear in this season of their life. And so I always want to start with prayer and get wisdom and clarity from the Lord. Mm. That's how we are to start our day. It is how we are to kick off anything worth doing must begin with prayer, being bathed in it, actually. I don't know that a sprinkling of prayer is enough. We really need to know what it is that God wants us to do and step out in that direction. And you did also say to know your audience. Do you have tips on how to know exactly who your audience is? Well, I think that we're talking about social media today and how we can use that written content on social media. I think social media is a great way to figure out who our audience is, because those are the people who are consistently engaging with your content, especially when you do something like an Instagram reel. You know exactly who is looking at your Instagram stories. You can tell exactly who is looking at your stories. And so if you begin nurturing those people for for me with with podcasting, the people that are leaving reviews, which would be the same for an author in their book, who is reading your book and who is leaving you reviews. And that can help you to build a good picture of the audience. But I think we always need to have a target audience in mind. Um, you know, one person, because if we can create content for that one person that we know that needs it, then we're going to reach the many. But I think it starts with the one. So serving the one, which is God and finding one person that we can speak to and then using social media to see who else is that content is engaging. Mm, This is good. All right. Well, let's look at then the large format content. Help us understand what that looks like. Yeah. So since I'm speaking to authors here, your book is the biggest long form content piece that you have. But if you are writing, you may also be speaking. So if you are doing webinar training or if you are creating any kind of video teaching, all of those are long form content. Even a blog post that is over 2000 words could be considered long form. So let's start with the book. So what I like to do is when you talk about having your book, and I did this when I wrote The Struggle is Real, but so is God. I started pulling out those nuggets all along the way that I wanted to make sure that I made memes for social media that I put on Instagram, one-liners that I would use for Twitter. So I would encourage you as you're writing the book and, and something that is like a really good one-liner, make sure that you're keeping those in a note or a document. But if we look at our heading titles in our book, Those are a great place for us to write something that we can repurpose and put on our blog. 
Or like I said, there's oftentimes in books, we have call outs or scriptures that we want to take that and turn that into either something that we put on Facebook or Instagram or do a short video that we can share on TikTok or wherever it is that we like to hang out on social media. So think about it this way. If you have a book with 12 chapters, you've got 12 themes to work with. So you can talk about things that are not on your book. And those could be 12 additional blog posts that are providing something in addition to what's happening in your book. And then that can be broken down from a book to a blog post to multiple social media posts to then all the way down to the granular at the Twitter level level where it's just a sentence or um, a sticky statement. Mm, This is good. I'm seeing all of it being divided up. You're not diluting your message. You're, as we said, you're repurposing it. You're keeping the strength of your message, but you're providing it in bite-sized fashion that everyone is able to either take a nibble digest a little bit, eat a whole platter of it, you're really allowing the audience to take in what they want to be able to focus on for a shorter amount of time. And we really do have a society today that their attention span is a little bit shorter, getting to the point quicker, giving them something to walk away with as well. Touch on that, if you would, Misty, the importance of providing something that is valid in the moment, not just a promise of something to come. Yeah, I think we need to lead with value. And so when we're serving our audience, whether it's on social media, whether it's in our blog or our book or wherever we're serving them, we always want to lead with value. And don't be afraid about giving too much away because Like you said, we have very short attention spans. So somebody may never read that book, but they can get something from you um, on social media or that social media post may, may be the very thing they need to hear to pick up to buy your book. So make sure that you're serving them well. I like to use Instagram stories because you could put like a copy of your book with you with a cup of coffee and you with your book in your hand, but then drive them to a lead magnet on your website. So now we can use that link in bio sort of feature. We can put that link in there. So when you're creating content, you want to make sure that your content stands out, right? Because Mm. if you think about people when they're scrolling, they're just going to scroll, 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 scroll. You have to either have it be something that catches their attention. So it's a, it's a photo that's out of the norm for you, or it's designed in a way that's still on brand for you, but that catches their attention. Because first we have to stop the scroll um, mm. before we can even get them to engage in the post. Then, then once we get them to engage in the post, then we want to be sending them to our website so that they can learn more about the products and services that we have to offer. Absolutely. We have to have a destination, folks. What begins on Insta, even what begins on Facebook, you need to have a destination. Where else can they go to get more of what you just gave them a taste of? And that's a great point. 
Yeah. Well, I want to say something else real quick. One of the things that I I think people don't do it well enough because we get into this content creation cycle and we feel like we have to do the new thing, the next thing, the new thing. We we get like hamsters on a hamster wheel caught up in that. But Mm. one of the things that I've started doing is taking content that really, really resonates with my audience and putting that in a best of file. So you can go back to that best of file because you're always having new people engaging with you, but also with the way the algorithms run, people may or may not see it. But not only that, people need to see things multiple times in order for it to stick. So instead of always having to create new content, we can always go back to that best of file and recycle that content. So even though we posted it in the first quarter of the year, we can pull it out and post it second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. So then that one post, you know, we can use four different times in four different ways. And I have done that myself where I'll utilize my Facebook post and boy, I get a lot of engagement on it. And it may be six months, it may be a year, but I've kept everything. And I know, you know, this, this really resonated with my audience. And I'll put it back up, maybe make a few tweaks to it, and put it back up, perhaps have a new fresh meme that goes with it. And it's like brand new to people who have never seen that particular post before. I think that's excellent, excellent advice there to do that. Yeah, the message doesn't change, but the the vehicle in which you deliver it, like so you may put a different picture with it or a different quote or something like that. But I think we should definitely be holding on to those those content pieces of gold. And then I think it's critical to Linda that we understand the platform that we're using it on, because sometimes there are things that we will create for Instagram that don't work on Facebook or mm. vice versa, or, you know, they may not work on LinkedIn or Pinterest. So, you know, we can use content in different ways in all of those platforms. We just have to have a basic understanding of what the platform is used for and how we can serve our audience there with that content. Yes, because you don't want something that rubs against what the audience is looking for. If it doesn't meet their expectation when they open it up, you're going to lose them. And it's real difficult to get them back if you've given them something that they were like, well, that was totally random, not what I was expecting to have. So this is good. Do you have a rule of thumb for different social media sites as to what our audience should be posting up there? Yeah. So I think, for example, I use LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is one that we're not going to just take every Facebook or Instagram post and pop it on LinkedIn because that is a work environment. So the things that we want to do there, I like to um, share great work that other people are doing, give them kudos for the work that they're doing. If it's uh, for me, since I'm in the podcasting space, if I've written a blog post that is really helpful that I think people could use to either start a podcast or launch or grow a podcast, I would put that on LinkedIn because it's a work environment where people are looking for tools to to be able to um, you know create things in their work. So that's what I'm talking about when understanding the 
understanding the platform. So exam for another example, so Instagram is highly visual, right? So right now what's getting the most traction is Instagram reels. So how can you authentically create an Instagram reel? Um, like for me, I will never point and dance. Like that's just not who I am. <laughs> I mean, I see that trend and, and people do lots of different things. If that's you, then do it. Like grab a copy of your book and get out there and dance and have fun. But if that's not you, you don't have to do it, but find an authentic way. Maybe a better way for you would to be to have a picture of your book on the beach with some lovely um, background music that then you can turn that into a short video reel because a reel is going to get much more engagement than a regular post is. So that's why it's important to understand new features always get, um, they give you more access to, you know, they, the algorithm favors those new features. So anytime any platform has a new feature, um, find a way to use it that's authentic to you. You don't have to copy what other people are doing. And that's why I always say get wisdom and clarity on on what your audience is looking for. And people come to social media, you got to think about why they come there. They come there to laugh. They come there to engage with their friends. So always having those different, like they want to be entertained. So our content mm. should always either inspire them or it should be entertaining or it should educate or it should do a combination of the three. So knowing what your audience is looking for coupled with how you uniquely show up in the world and you put that together and use the functions and features of the platforms that you like. Um, I think that that's the best way for us to show up on social media. Most excellent. Very good advice. Very, very good. Where do we go to find the questions that people are wanting to know about the content that we have? Yeah. So I think any kind of content that we are creating, whether it is a social post, a blog post, e even our book, we can use it for book research. All of the content that we are creating should be an answer to a problem. You know, as an author, we say that felt need. So our felt need, we should have that on our social posts. We should have that um, in our blog posts. We should understand sort of the purpose that we want for that content. And the best place to go to do that, I think, is answer the public. That is a place where you can type in a keyword and it will show you every search on the internet of what's being searched around that subject. It will group them together in what's most popular. It will also give you, you know, alphabetical lists. So one time I typed in um, podcast and I got everything, you know, Apple all the way down through, you know, business podcast to Spotify to, you know, just all the way through the alphabet. But then there, there's a lot of questions that they ask, like, how do I do this? What does this mean? So it gives you these associated prepositional phrases. Um, and that is gold in terms of putting our keywords that we're wanting to relate to our audience and see what are people looking for? So if I type in the word podcast, what are people looking for when they search for podcast? And I think that this is a great way to um, inform our content creation. We have all of these links are, of course, in the show notes and how you're going to be able to reach out to Misty as well. All right. What else do you want us to know as far as how we can bring content together? 
Is there a formula that you like? Is there a way that you discern looking at one piece of content and saying, okay, with this, I'm going to do this first? Is there a process or does it really depend on the individual's content and topic of what they're utilizing to start with? Yeah, I think we need a a strategy, a content strategy, and then a repurposing strategy. So we can map out our our content recycling strategy when we are creating our plan. So I like to work um, smarter and not harder. So when I'm creating images for my podcast or for my book or, or whatever, I try to get as many quotes as I can and sit down and create all of those graphics at once so that my workflow is in that one area. You can flip, you know, you, we mentioned going like long form pieces of content to short term, short form pieces of content. We can flip that and you can take your social posts. So let's say you have a book idea and you're not really sure it, how it resonates with people. You can start putting things out through, so you can drip it out to social media and and just throw it into your stories, like asking using the question feature on um, Instagram stories is a great way to kind of start polling your audience. You know, do you struggle with X? That's another great thing that we can just send to our email list and say, what are you struggling with? And we can then create content that is an answer to those struggles. But we we can find that out by asking them and then creating a strategy. So whether you want to create like a month at a time or three months at a time, but having a strategy in place as you're creating the content to know, hey, I think this would make a great video and just make yourself notes like I love this this chapter from this book. And I think that that can be broken down into a series of five little videos, maybe where you're going to take the um, the subject and then Talk about other things other than what's in your book, but then always make sure that you're leading them back to your book. So giving them a call to action. If you want to know more on this subject, you can find my book at my website or draw draw them to a blog post about it where you've taken more from your book and put it in the post. Does that make sense? So, no, it really does because you're giving them an opportunity for a little bit then you're extending that opportunity really to become involved more in your family per se, because if everyone comes together and they gather around your content, they're going to want to know where can I find more and always having that next thing available for them really does save time. I like that you mentioned going through and work on all of this at the same time. As you said, not everyone does that, but it's kind of like doing the meal planning, right? Exactly. We can come together on Sunday as a family, have multiples of us together. We all cook a lot of things. We freeze multiples together, and then we have several meals to eat throughout the week. And we can do the same thing with our content, with that concept of this is going to go here, this is going to go here. I also like that you mentioned keeping your brand. That's one thing that I do notice about the memes that you have. We know that it's you. When we see it, we know that it's something that's coming from Misty, that's coming from Spark Media, and it alerts us immediately. Oh, I need to look at this because it's going to deal with podcasts. It's going to deal with this. How difficult is it for individuals to brand their content. I know I'm kind of touching base on a few things that 
maybe they weren't on our notes, but you're on a roll. So I'm just going <laughs> to tap into you. Here. Yeah, let's do it. So, you know, I love, 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 love Canva. Canva is great. If you do the paid version of Canva, you can put your brand colors in there. And that's one of the things that I would, I would recommend. Everybody knows Nike by their swoosh, right? Everybody knows Chick-fil-A. Everybody knows Home Depot. They have certain colors that when you see that orange, you know, you can know from miles away or you can spot a Chick-fil-A forever. That same branding concept we can do by creating a color palette that we're always using so that people can identify with us. And Canva is a great way to do that. Finding fonts that we use that represent our brand. And then we can mix them up so we don't have to use the same thing all the time, but we start to develop a look and a feel with our content that you're right, then people go, oh, I know that's your best writing life because I see that microphone and I see the image that you use. Um, something we didn't talk about, and I'd just love to throw it in here too, is you know, for podcasters or for authors who are guesting on podcast, if you get a copy of that audio, you can strip that down and use it in a audiogram, which is a great way to share that verbal content on social media using an audiogram. So, you know, I think having a good brand and using tools like Canva or using tools like Headliner to create audiograms are time savers because I can go into um, Headliner and create a brand template. And then all I have to do is put my podcast in there and it actually scrapes my podcast for me. And based on their AI, it comes up with hosts for me. And if I don't like the one that they first picked, they give me 10 options. So that's a huge time saver for me that I don't have to listen to the whole podcast and try to go in there and find a, a bit that I like that I want to promote. They actually do it for me. So I think there's a lot of tools out there that writers can use to help them on social media to, um, to get their co content out there in different ways. And this is good. We always suggest folks that if you're writing, you're going to speak. When you speak, make sure you get a recording of your talk, a recording of your speech, a recording of your presentation. And if it's in a teaching format and you're doing so many, you know, five steps to three ways to, to be able to have that and repurpose that on your own website and to be able to turn it into an audio or you can even turn it into a video if you want to and make a playlist out on YouTube that are your talks. But if you can get them where you can brand them, then they stand out even more. That's excellent. I know with your best writing life from our talk here, there will be a snippet that's going to be an audio snippet that comes out on the third day. And that way people get a taste if they haven't heard from Misty, they're going to get a taste of what she's offering them. And then they're immediately going to want to come back out and listen to everything that she has shared with us today. So that's excellent, excellent way for us to repurpose what we have. All right. So anything else that you'd like to share that I have not started the conversation in that direction with you today? 
Yeah. I just think about what you're posting on social media and having that audience in mind. There's lots of different ways that you can do it. Lots of people have different formulas. So for example, if you want to batch create content, um, there's, here's an easy trick for you to create 48 social posts. Ready? The first would be like to take 12 inspirational quotes or posts, then do 12 things that you find funny or that would, would entertain your audience, do 12 tips and then 12 posts that are more evergreen that you can use at any time. And if you would create in one setting, if you would create 12, 12, 12, and 12, then you can put them on your social media, but you've just created 48 social posts. That's fantastic. That was worth the price of admission, folks. <laughs> Right there. We're just saying there are no excuses now. You're going to be able to take this and all you have to start with is 12. Just remember the number 12. Uh, this has been fantastic. I'd like to ask you a question I've posed to many of my guests on Your Best Writing Life because I do love that God created us for relationships and Though we're talking here to our writers and we really want to feed into their area of craft, and sometimes we also feed into their area of self-care or soul care, I wanted to ask you, Misty Phillip, what brings you joy? Mm, uh, spending time with Jesus is my number one that brings mm. me joy. And, and then I would say spending time with my family. I'm just so blessed to have such an incredible family that I just, uh, I just adore. So my happy place when I'm not creating content or online, I'm actually barefoot in my kitchen, uh, creating healthy meals for my family. And that is just, I love, I love to be there. I love to serve them. You know, I've just been gone at the, the Spark Conference and I couldn't wait to get home and just love on my babies. Even though they're big, they're 20, 23 and 28, they're still my babies. And so just gathering my people around and I bought a big farm table so that we could always add extra chairs to pull people around a table. And that's really my happy place is, is, is with Jesus and my people. And I see that anytime I see you out in public, just how you embrace others and you come alongside and you lift them up. And that is a precious side of you. And I'm glad to be on the receiving end of that every once in a while myself. So I'll let you know that ahead of time. Um, Thank you, my well, friend. let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the spark media and what can you share with our audience? How can they get involved? Is there something you'd like to invite them to do? Share that with us. Yeah. So you talked about that writing, speaking, I would even say podcasting. It is a trifecta. If you are an author, you need to be speaking to get your message out, to point people back to your book. You need to either have a podcast or if that's intimidating to you or you don't even want to have a podcast, then you need to be guesting on other people's podcasts. So what I've done is I've gathered people through virtual and live events, also a training community. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, you don't have to have a podcast to be part of the Spark Collective. If you want to get to know podcasters, because we get pitched by PR people and literary agents. I mean, just all the time we're inundated. So make friends with a podcaster because I think they're, they're going to be far more likely to ask you to come on their show if you know them. So we have lots of different ways that you can get involved with Christian podcasters at sparkmedia.ventures. And we'd love to see you around our space. 
And they do. And I will tell you, if you are a podcaster, they have so much training available. They have mastermind groups. So much that, I mean, there's more than what you can look at in a setting. I'll put it this way. But you have videos available to you. And it really is for a nominal fee. It really supports the, I believe it supports the conference or, Absolutely. I mean, it's utilized in a great way, right? Because it's just, it's just feeding back into us as podcasters. Absolutely. And one of the things that, that we've been doing since we created our podcast network is we're looking for ways to help our podcasters monetize. And, and as an author, you know that you, you don't get rich becoming an author. And so finding other ways to monetize that content is, is something else that I've been working on to, to help my people. But yeah, we take all of those fees and it goes into all of the things that we need to do for marketing and hosting our events. So we partnered with the National Religious Broadcasting to host our events at the Gaylord Texan. Those are super, super pricey if you've never been, but they're so worth it. They're so, so worth it to gather in just a lovely space and just to take a breath as a content creator and to lock arms with people who are loving and serving Jesus. Amen and amen. You have given us so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Misty, for being here for offering from your database, from your area of knowledge. And for those of you, if you've not met Misty Phillip before, I'm going to say in a big crowd, look for a hat. <laughs> You're going to find her in a hat. That's, I think, one of her trademarks. And she looks beautiful in the wide brim hats. So you can probably look up and go, wait, I bet that's Misty Phillip right there. <laughs> And if she has a tall, burly looking dude next to her, yeah, that's probably your husband. So I'm just saying you're in you're in good company. And also her laugh. I think that's one of my favorite photos of you is just that totally open, vulnerable visual of you laughing, because that is what you bring to every space that you enter. It truly is a blessing. It has been so good to have you here with us. Thank you so much, Linda, and thank you for the work that you are doing with this podcast to encourage authors to live their best life. Mm, thank you so much. I tell you, we do what we do because that's what we're called to do. And when we have individuals like yourself that can help in the area of training, it just makes what we do easier. And you're wonderful to be here with us. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you, my friends, for joining us. Please do take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review, because, of course, what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.